Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes healed their acid damage from the Skull Trap hallway and then fought another pair of Mad Darrow. They found a bug out bag and then pressed forward into a combat against an ogre jailer. Can they survive the hurler's onslaught? The Cursed Campaign continues now. made it back we did it a lot of people last episode saying we wouldn't make it to 33 a lot of people saying that we wouldn't make it to 33 but guess what Steve, yeah this, no. this joke is starting to really suck it's real leroy it's jenkins episode we're starting to get there remember when we made that reference to 33.33 percent chance that we'd make it to this episode oh no explain it again please yeah because you guys Leroy Jenkins into this room. Oh, okay. March to 44 continues. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one keeps working. Multiples of 11. <laughs> Can't wait till we get to that 111. <laughs> that's, when it, that's when it really pops off. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys were trying to avoid like a big, big guy, but, but you found a big guy. Uh, you found like a bug out bag, but it was a bag of holding. Weird stuff to have in a bug out bag, I'll be honest. Could you imagine all the stuff you could fit in a bag of holding? It's a lot. Yeah. Does anybody offhand have that up to like how much is it? It's a it's quite a bit. It's like maybe like twenty bulk, I want. It's twenty five yeah, for one. The version one, twenty five bulk. That means wow. nothing to me. That's um, two hundred fifty pounds of shit. Thank you. Mm. A grandfather clock is like twelve bulk. I don't yeah, know why I would know. offhand know Slide that. Slide a grand grandfather clock into it yeah yeah so i guess um the also weird thing to me is it's 30 cubic feet is the volume limits hmm. well yeah because you could have yeah. things that are really fluffy but not heavy i understand mm-hmm. but 30 cubic feet is a, is, is a lot yeah right i mean for like well, a bag that is basically handbag size it's yeah 10 by 10 by three feet wait no the, no it's less studio than apartment in there i don't no. Wait, no, that. 30 cubic feet is not a lot. No, isn't actually, that much. that's yes. not at all. No. Now that I like, I thought it was, for some reason, I think I my head went to 300. You that might have sense. square feet. Yeah. yeah. So two by five by three. That, actually, that kind of sucks. You actually can't fit that much no. in there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a, a bag of holding four weight, it weighs 60 pounds. It can hold 1,500 pounds, and it can only do 250 cubic feet. That still doesn't seem like a lot. That does not seem like a lot. Especially for like a, a tier four item here. I mean, granted, I'm not the best at understanding equipment in 2E, but like that feels like that should be big and expensive. I, I've always envisioned bags of holding as like this vast, infinite space. I know that that's not technically true, but, not. but bigger than that. Hey, yeah, hey. for sure. To be fair, um, I may have been looking at the information for a uh, bag of holding in Pathfinder 1E, but they are they do correlate really similarly because uh, Archives of Methus is currently down. So it was like, I can't I can't look it up. Easily. Oh, sure. They're probably about the same. I, I So far, they looked the same. Like, it's 25 bulk uh, for 2E. It's 20, uh, 250 pounds for 1E. Mm. I'm going to need, like, an object for scale for, like, what, what exactly 250 cubic feet is. Yeah. I will uh, look that up. Five by five by ten. Because I feel like in our home games and other games we've played. Oh, and, oh go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. 
apparently you can get a shipping container that's 250 cubic feet. That's like, there's like containers that are 250 cubic feet. They're not big. Wow. No, okay. no. They're not big at all. Um, so it, it's saying that typically on average, they're uh, eight feet high, uh, just over seven feet long and uh, just over five feet wide. And that's like these small, not a full shipping container rate, right? but these like kind of mini ones. And that's like the bag of holding four. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Hmm. Five to 10 pounds is a bulk in two So, you know, the bag of holding one is going to give you 250 pounds. Yeah. 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 What would you what would you put in a if you had one? What did you put in a bag of holding? Well, now I'm starting to think a lot less than I would have before. Right. Yeah. Initially, I was going to say like car jack, spare battery, like, mm-hmm. like you know, essentials. Oh, I don't think you could fit a car jack. This is a perfect uh, example here. There is a outdoor lawn garden storage shed. It's a classic look of, of uh, one. You've probably seen oh, yeah, yeah. outside oh, multiple yeah. times. That is 30 cubic feet. Wow, that's okay. a pathetic okay, amount so. of space for <laughs> one a one magical more. backpack. Yeah, thinking about like weapons you would put in that <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like I don't even know if it's tall enough to fit like a long spear. No. No, right. it, 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 it literally it cannot. Well, technically, I think, I think that space is like amorphous. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it mm-hmm. would definitely fit a long spear in it because it's like cubic feet taken up by the stuff inside. So mm-hmm. if, if things fit perfectly together into that space, like it's like it's like if it was saran wrapped 30 cubic feet. <laughs> it's just weird. I, I, I have my doubts now. You know, like practically... I think a bag of holding would be great for um, like if we had maybe like bigger boxes that we put all of this studio in mm-hmm. to like shove that into that and be able to like throw it over your shoulder. Cause then I'm thinking of like our annual cabin trip and that kind of stuff. You could always like, you know, if we needed to record something yeah. there, you could boom, I have all of the stuff. I have the studio. HLP episode live from Brewfest. Yeah, mobile, mobile studio. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think I would yeah. use it for. I think that would all fit. Mm-hmm. Even the lights, probably. It might be you have to get creative with the lights. I'm, I'm in a new apartment. There's a billion stairs. We, we all learned that the other oh, week. Oh, God. Put a dre- one of those dressers in the yeah. bag. Right. So that's what I would use it for. I've actually repurposed like a big old, um, I've got a laundry hamper, but I used to have like a a laundry bag, like a big old bag that has like straps on it. It's basically like a backpack, like a massive sack backpack that I like used for laundry to take my laundry to a laundromat. And I've basically repurposed that to like, I set that at the bottom of the stairs. And when I do my grocery shopping, I throw all my groceries in there once I get home. So I only have to go up my 40 stairs one time instead of three times. That's what I would use it for. I would just use it to uh, shuttle stuff up and down my stairs. I know. Pretty good use. I think I'd spend a long time seeing how much I can fit in regularly. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'd probably spend way too much time putting way too many of one item in to just see, like, what really fits. Like, if I had that in real life, I feel like I'd spend way too much time doing that. Says bag of holding on the label. How many watermelons can I get this sucker? (laughs) And then... It apparently they you can 100% release an entire bag of holding within six yeah, seconds. Yeah, things you so, can quick dump. That's uh, that's also a thing. It'd be very interesting. Like at a bachelorette party, you have like, um, you know, a bag of confetti that you and release then, all at once. Oh, Not a what were you thinking, then, Steve? I don't her. know. I was like, where's this going? In a a sexy party. firefighter, what a full bag of sexy firefighters yeah, in six go. seconds, dump 30 cubic feet of glitter and confetti. That sounds oh, miserable. Christ. What is this? A yeah. bad dragon bag? 
Oh, dear. He's dragging this, a bag in. This is a PG-13 podcast. That's like one of those things that like you hear on Lilo and Stitch, and the parents are like, I don't know what that is. And the kids are all like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kids are like, what's up with these rude dragons? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably play around with it for a while, and then I would. Um, I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd actually probably put. Uh, uh, I'd use it all of the time. Like I'd probably use it so often, and people would be like, "I don't understand why she constantly has this little handbag all over the place. Like, what's going on?" And mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I think I'd use it for just about everything. Yeah, it would be a good like uh, like theft deterrent too. Like if you're in the city. And you're wearing a backpack and someone tries to mug you and you throw like, like, okay, you can have the stuff in my backpack. Let me dump it out for you. And like pour, I don't know, 30 cubic feet of like mousetraps on them or something. (laughs) Marvels. I have all these, (laughs) I have all these ideas for what I use it for, but I know it would eventually just become like the drunk drawer I have in my house where like I would just throw everything random in it. And eventually Mm. there'd be so much junk in there. It wouldn't be usable or as usable as it could be well but it like magically sifts through your shit doesn't it yeah as in you so can that's always way more and grab what you want way more useful than a junk drawer because like you know a junk exactly drawer a junk yeah. drawer is the the fatal flaw of a junk drawer is you have to dig through it for 10 minutes every time you want to try some find something the amount that i would love to have a junk drawer with that possibility I, I think I would stock up on those because at that point you don't have to have an organizational system and then buy your little organizational boxes and you got to put the little labels on and do this whole like nonsense. No, I can just reach in and get exactly the thing that I want. Wouldn't that be tight to use as like a cash register? Yeah. Like you exact always pull change, every change time. out. Every mm-hmm. oh. Oh, love that. Love mm-hmm. that. Emily, what'd you put? What would you put in there? I think I would use it for all of my things that I just want. So it would probably end up being a smattering of like receipts and like different purses or jewelry that I would want to wear. So I just like always have anything that I would want at my fingertips. It would be so efficient. Like if I want a brush or I, you know, want a drink. Boom. Right there. Ooh, yeah. Like if you put all your bar worth of ingredients in it, think about that. And you were like, okay, I need the ingredients for a mojito. Boom. <laughs> cool. I have everything that goes into a mojito. Yeah. I would get tired of seeing the like prank challenge videos with them on YouTube if they were a real thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Spaghetti bag of holding prank. We opened the bag of holding underwater. (laughs) Big impact font. There's some dorky looking dude in the thumbnail like, huh, face? I know. Mm Yeah. Those videos. (laughs) Bag of holding Tesla prank. (laughs) I wonder if, because it's, it's a magical storage space, like if you could, if you put stuff in there, is it completely unaffected by the outside world? And what I mean by that is like, Say you were playing a board game or something and you were in the middle of it. Could you just shove it into the bag of holding and it comes out like exactly as it was? Ooh. Mm. I I don't think quite so. I think like pieces might get jumbled up as like you maybe if you like set it flat in there or something. If yeah, because I feel like to. I feel like it's magical, so you can just kind of like yeah. widen the opening to go around something. I would say yes if you're able to. If there's like a, a finite way to get in the bag, I would say no, just because you have to like fold the board up to get it in or what have you 
the thing I was thinking of when you said the bar thing, though, was like, because this is some sort of extra dimensional space, do things age the same way in there? Like, could you put a beer in there when we were talking about the um, the alcohol thing that's still in the can and it never skunks? Because like, I don't know. Well, it's Maybe. the, the absolute. I know there's no oxygen in a bag of holding, so that would potentially the, that extra dimensional space keeps things from like they can't oxygenate so probably keeps things free of bacteria and whatever what i would wonder is like is the state you put it in the same state that you get it out so like if i if i chilled a couple brewskis and put them in there like would i get a cold beer every time i pull one out right 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 my thoughts on this are i do think it basically is kind of like that saran wrap thing right where they stay the same but i don't think a game board that has multiple pieces is now a one item right that's like multiple items Mm. and um and so i don't think that you can just say i want my game board. Well, it's going to give you the game board and none of right, the pieces. Right, none of the pieces. Yeah, yeah. So I do think there's some like like limit to that. I don't think there anything probably happens within because there's no oxygen and nothing, like no environment. You pull out the battleship board, then you have to ask for each battleship peg. <laughs> Maybe. Or you put it all in the box before it goes in. But how does that work with things with multiple? Like, say I threw an apple in there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I just want the skin. If you ask the bag of holding for the apple skin, does it give you the apple skin? No, I I don't. don't, No, 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 because that would mean that you could put anything in there and it's going to magically separate stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying things that are physically separate and distinct. Well, would stay physically. Yeah, separate I would just throw it over this ogre and ask for its heart. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would do in that scenario. I think it, I think it like works like like Law's room in One Piece, where it's just like it's like here's a space. Give me whatever I want out of it. I can manipulate everything in the space because I'm a bag of holding. Anyway, we've taken this bag of holding conversation <laughs> probably a little too far. I like way, it way longer than I thought. Yeah. Join us on the Discord for more yeah, bag of holding some discussions on the Where we talk about bags all the almost 24-7 <laughs> yeah. on the Discord. So should probably join us there. This week, the hero point is a refresh hero point uh going to the group. The group hero point is uh, from our friend Jason K, these must be really harrowing times. You must r- be really at the edge of anarchy. Hopefully you live l- longer than seven days before you find your grave and you can escape from old Corvosa. Who knows what these uh, these things that I've said weird might mean. They could be the titles of a lot of the books <laughs> in this adventure path. So enjoy your hero points. Thank you, Jason. And when last we left our heroes, they found an alchemy lab that had been disturbed by some sort of combat uh, before they even got there. But when they entered the room, they were beset by a couple more Darrow, and they found a bug-out bag of sorts that contained uh, quite a few potions, some like a scroll and a magical dagger that they found out was a wishblade. Uh, upon continuing their investigation, they headed down some tunnels and heard some uh, muffled sounds of uh, maybe combat, maniacal laughing, uh, even a cutoff scream. And when they went to investigate, they found this huge ogre-like monstrosity choking a woman until he noticed Diego kind of clumsily 
fall into the hallway. He threw her into a pit where you heard uh, sounds of maybe more people and combat broke out. Where we left the combat, Sylvie had been punched, then choked and slammed against the wall. She managed to keep things together and, and not just completely become dazed. And it is now Diego's turn. Diego clutching his maul will rage as it begins. weapon begins to kind of pulse with negative energy. He will run up to this ogre and snarl. So here's what's going to happen, though. Oh, yeah. Diego is gone now. So he's going to take an oh. attack of opportunity at you with That's his other fair. fist. He's got 10 feet of reach, which means he would hit you at about where Mir is. Okay. That is a 31 to hit. That crits. Okay. Oh, dear. So with a crit, that's going to stop you in your tracks. Uh, uh, that's where I am. Which means you would be pushed back to the nearest available square. I'm I think pushed? There, there, no, uh, he would be. I potentially, I think there's something in the rules too that says I can continue a move action on my next action to keep moving if yes, I wanted yes, to. Yes, you yes, could, you could keep Which doing that. Which is what that. I'll do after we resolve this, uh, if I <laughs> stay up. Yeah, if you stay up, so... So here's what's going to happen. First things first. You're going to take 38 points of bludgeoning damage. Oof, that is... <laughs> as he just punches right into your chest, uh, stopping you dead. And then... Oh, no. Diego, I need you to make me a fortitude save now, as you've just been punched like crazy. Okay. That was a 24. 24, you're fine. Okay. So he's used two actions now. He was disrupted on a second. So his final action, he just has to move into the room there. So he's still five feet from this guy, but that's his whole turn. He didn't get a chance to attack because of that crit. Sylvie, you are currently grabbed. Sylvie does not like the position she is in, and she is going to try to escape, which I believe is an unarmed attack unarmed attack or athletics check or acrobatics check whichever is the better bonus for you Ooh, i'm gonna go with acrobatics okay this is gonna be against my fortitude dc believe all right that is a 27 27 just barely gets you out of that thank goodness you are free of the grapple all right, and that has the attack trait. It does have so, the attack trait. You know what? She is still going to try and attack. Okay. Even with her lower bonus. Not going to do it with a nine. And then final action, she puts up her shield. Okay. And that's Here, all. Things are looking bad for your frontliners and Figgy and yourself you think are in danger of potentially being hit by this guy. It's your turn. What do you do? If I cast a spell, does that provoke? Normally, yes. However, Diego did soak up the attack of opportunity. So unless this guy has combat reflexes, uh, a, I believe, eighth level to 10th level fighter feat, you you would likely be okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to cast Thundering Dominance on Figgy. To, to do some output on damage here. So if you remember what Thundering Dominance is, good on you. But if you don't, 
Um, it is where I'm going to give Figgy this really uh, predatory aura, and he's going to get the thundering roar action as well as be able to intimidate. But this thundering roar is what Figgy will actually do next. <laughs> so, thundering roar, he's just going to do it. It's actually only one action. And so she is going to command him. He would thundering roar and then bite. Okay. Every enemy in a 10-foot emanation takes a 48 sonic damage with a basic will save against my spell DC. Okay, basic will save. Let me see how I do. 25. That will succeed. So I'll take half of the 46. Yep, and you are not frightened. Isn't it D6s? 48. Oh, sorry. I thought you said 46. Sorry. That is going to be 20 total points of damage, and right, so you'll so take 10. 10 points of damage, and then he is going to, from there, bite. Well, would this take the multiple attack penalty? I don't think that... I can't imagine that Thundering Roar has the attack trait. If it has the attack trait, then it would take the multiple attack penalty. If it doesn't, then... You didn't have to roll an attack. Yeah. Yeah, it does not have that trait. It is, uh, yeah. Yeah, then you're good to just attack. Fantastic. Then I will. All right. Let's ha- see how Figgy does. Uh, 11 on the die for a 20. 20 does not hit. Okay. Okay, cool. That's everything I can do. Very close, though. Vec. All right. Your friends in the front look like they've been through it already. I saw some nasty hits there. I don't know that he's seen... This is this is really tough. So Sylvie took a nasty hit. Diego took a nasty hit. But I don't know that either of them are in a spot where I need to immediately start triaging unless someone calls out that they need my immediate help. So what Vec is going to do is look up to the heavens, which is um, the roof of the cave six inches above his head and say, I don't know who's looking down on me, but look down on my friends as well. Let's put this bastard in the ground. And bam, bam, bam. Guidances around the board to all three frontliners. Sylvie, Diego, Figgy. I think what I want to do is see where the pain really drops this round and then start triaging from there. Okay. Next in the order is this monster. You see him wind up, and now that Diego is within the line from one of these pits, he just winds up and punches at Diego, attempting to knock him into the pit. My friend, Vex Prayer likely saved you with a natural one. Oh. (laughs) And he growls and swings one more time. This time, a regular swing. Okay. 24. That's a hit. 14 points of damage. Uh, And because that first swing took two actions for him to try and really knock you back, he can't grab you. And so it is your turn. Does that mean that Sylvie is still grabbed? Sylvie is not grabbed. Sylvie escaped okay. the grab. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I must have missed turn. that. Yeah. Diego growls at this ogre saying, this pit will be your grave and starts swinging down at him. I'm using for the first roll. I'm using, I really want to hit this guy using the guidance. Okay. 
Natural 20. All right. Oh, didn't even need it. Here comes some critical damage with rage. 52 points of bludgeoning damage. That is a wild amount of damage. 11 and 8 on the D12. And the fact that this creature still stands is probably even more terrifying. Yes. One massive blow to its head, trying to cave in its skull. Not even that is is bringing it down. Diego readies and swings back again for another blow. Actually, wait. I want to make an intimidation check first before I do that. Okay. Uh, I probably should have done that first initially, but I'm uh, menacing it physically, so I get a plus one on this roll. Uh, natural one. I, for some reason, that crit was not menacing. No. <laughs> okay, here comes my second swing now. 18 on the die, plus six, 24 to hit. 24 hits. Oh, hell yeah. Please. Another good roll. 20 total off the damage die, plus 7. 27 points of bludgeoning damage. What's it look like? Unbelievable, Chris. Unbelievable. So the first hit caves in a good portion of its skull. Uh, The next hit swings through the other side of its head and just completely blows off chunks of, of skull fragments and brain matter and stuff spray across into the other side of the pit as this creature is almost fully bludgeoned and decapitated by those blows. Oh my gosh. That was so dangerous. Yeah, you you needed that. I was going to spend a hero point somewhere there if I didn't hit. That's awesome. And And what you see around you is each of these pits contain a few cowering, malnourished people. The woman that was being choked uh, has has fallen into this kind of the northernmost pit. She gingerly like rises uh, off her back and on kind of onto her forearms, sitting up. Uh, among these people, there are body parts, dead corpses, but it looks like in total there's about nine living people in these pits. These pits go down ten feet. Oh, boy. Everybody, the danger has passed. We're here. That fiend will bother you no more. Let's get you out of these pits. Diego has a climbing kit, so he's going to take some of that off and be able to lower ropes and and stuff to, to get people, make it an easier check for them to get out. Vex got the same. I'll do a different pit. Figgy's willing to use his climb speed to just kind of go next to people as they climb up and ha- try to, like, you know, kind of support them, even if it's moral them. support. Sure, yeah. Um, they they do look quite feeble, mm-hmm. uh, but with the help of climbing kits and, uh, and Figgy's kind of, like, boosting them underneath them, um, I think that's enough to get them up. It, it probably takes, you know... 20, 30 minutes just to get everybody out of these pits, though. They're, you know, they look like they've eaten, like, the bare minimum for weeks. Does anybody look to be taking charge or to be a leader or something? It looks like the woman that was being choked Mm -hmm. was probably being choked because she was the most difficult of these prisoners in terms of maybe being the most skilled. And she would speak up. Uh... Thank you for for taking that bastard cabbage head down. Uh, 
My name's Tiora. I, I don't, I don't have much to thank you with. At least not on me, but I've, I've got a, got a nest egg, I'm stashed away back home. If you help me and the others out of here, it's, it's yours. I'm honestly less worried about that. But how did y'all get in here? You were kidnapped. From, just from your houses? From our homes, from the street. My fair lady Tiora, um, do you know these other people here? Do you have any relation to them? Or are you purely just random targets? We know each other now. <laughs> it's been time at the mercy of Cabbage Head. But no, we, we weren't acquaintances before. For now, before this terrible, these terrible conditions befell us. Unfortunate to find you in such circumstances, but I'm glad we were able to find you before this cabbage head bloke you called him and he kind of kicks the body a little bit did to you what it appears he's done to previous occupants of this room. If I could introduce myself, my name is Vicaris Sorel, but you can call me Vec. I'm here with Mia, I'm here with Sylvie, Diego, and of course our little body Figgy has helped several of you out the pit. I am also here. Yeah, oh, I see that you've joined us, Gaikin. Taking strides into the room, finally. <laughs> yes, this is Gaikin, a good friend of ours. Um, wh- what was happening to you here? Were you just the playthings of this ogre? Uh, he's, uh, what, what his master called the jailer. He was, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you, Mr. Vec, I think we were being kept here just to keep us fresh. There were many more people that came and were taken, and they never came back. But you could hear the screams. We've seen the other rooms that they were taken to, and we know what fates befell them. Thankfully, we got here in time that you did not meet such a fate. Is the master that you refer to someone of about yay height and he like motions about three feet tall with blue skin and crazy hair? Or did he look more like one of us? Well, there was an angry little devil uh, named Vrieg. He, he matched your description. Uh, he would he would laugh at us. He, he would uh, animate, uh, bring, bring, bring the dead back to life uh, but no he wasn't the master here although I think he's the strongest of those blue fellas I uh, know the master was a shady man human human yes I hey, you, you wouldn't uh, have caught his name would you uh, cabbage head called him Mr. Lamb as I suspect and he's the very one we have come pursuing down in these tunnels I warn you be careful if you're dealing with Mr. Lamb Every every other thing in here feared him, and uh, well, there there was worse monstrosities than old Cabbage Head about. No, different different than the dead, different than the Walking Dead that Freeg would bring up bring around. Stitched together creatures. If you could maybe describe these creatures, any bit of knowledge or insight you can provide I cannot stress how invaluable that might be for I, I I must confess we nor the people that sent us here even knew you were here well, we'll get you to safety but you weren't our goal we were here in pursuit of this Mr. Lamb 
Sylvie, do you think maybe Sassy can try and find a different way out? Because I don't know if they need to go through and see uh, everything that we've gone through. I don't want them to see the vats of, like, human fat. That yeah, that's rough. I think, though, didn't we walk through the only path that was, like, human-sized? Like, we didn't really... There weren't Pretty a lot much. of doors we didn't go through. I didn't know if maybe he could check out... I know we had uh, that, like, kind of split area, and there was an area that went up down and sideways we went down because that's where we heard the thing so I don't know if maybe he could just check those out really quick see if one of them maybe hopefully is an exit so they don't have to go through the like fat and blood room uh just just trying to avoid any more horrors that they've mm-hmm. gone through uh in fact back to your question she would tell you I only saw one of them once it was a couple days ago it ran into this room I did making wild noises. Uh, it wrestled with Cabbage Head. It, Cabbage Head had to fight it off. It didn't seem like they were on the same side. Uh, he pushed it back into the hallway, and I could hear uh, that Vrieg fellow and, and and the master yelling, making all kinds of noise up north. They, they pushed it somewhere, but it was, it was uncontrollable. It was carrying... Uh, Carrying, I hate to say it, but someone's someone's body part had it in its teeth, but it looked like it was made of a bunch of different stitched together people. It's some kind of monster. A horrible experiment gone wrong, sounds like. Yeah. The piece it was holding on to, it had, had tattoos similar to your friend over there. Now that I think of it. I'm going to ask you a question that is rather morose, but I promise it is important. Was that a top half or a bottom half of a person? It was an arm. It was holding an arm in its mouth like a like a dog holds a bone. Aye, that's, um, that's part of the reason we're here. Trying to find out what happened to a certain individual and recover what we can of him. Well, Knowing where he scouted about was helpful. All I know is Cabbage Head repelled it out of this room, and I heard noises down there, and he squeezed down through these tunnels to go help. Left us here for a moment. We tried to climb the walls, but it was so, it's so tiring. We haven't had proper food. Um, none of us were able to escape before Cabbage Head came back, but the... The commotion had died down. I don't know if they destroyed it or if they trapped it or what. I think we have a good idea of where it is now. Aye, and unfortunately, I think we're not going to find the other half. We're going to have to piece our friend back together. That's progress. Well, so I think... The other thing, I mean, in addition to Mira asking Sylvia about the uh, potential exits, Mira's also going to evaluate and see if anyone's, like, critically injured. I know they're all hungry and weakened or whatever, but is if anyone's critically injured. And then she also knows uh, Diego and Sylvia are hurt. And so she's going to start evaluating and also handing out her seven rations that she has <laughs> to these people while she um, kind of evaluates for health and, and tries to help when she can. So I think also we should heal. <laughs> yeah, we took about 20 yeah, to 30 minutes yeah. to get people. We need to do that. It would not take yeah. long, ultimately. 
yeah, I'm going to say between you healing the party and also uh, trying to help out with these people, you know, some of them look like they've been battered by yeah. cabbage heads. So, you know, broken arms are pretty common, like a broken bone here or there. A couple mm-hmm. of them have that. If you spent your time like setting them and, and that kind of thing, you think you could get them all in in good enough shape to like get out of here. Uh, but that'd probably take you about an hour. That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Between Vec and I, like... Yeah, yeah. I'll say, you know, in that hour, you're able to get all of you to full mm-hmm. healing as well. All right. And during that time, Sylvie can ask Sazzy to find the most direct path back out, if possible. Yeah. He has been... What do you mean? Do you want me to... I mean, look at these people. They can't. They can't be like crawling and squeezing. I mean, they're certainly not as big as uh, as old nine lies over there. But they, you know, they're not gonna. I'm not gonna take them on all fours through a Darrow tunnel. You know, I can check. I can check out what what goes to kind of the right over here and see if that's maybe in a back exit. If that's what you want. But if not, I feel like they're gonna have to walk. They're gonna have to. <laughs> Maybe one of them leads the rest of them and they can close their eyes or something. But, you know, this, uh, this Tiora chick, she seems pretty tough. If you can find them another path, that is great. But if they have to walk through the way we came, they have to walk through. Sezzy takes off to the path that splits off here to the east. And you're healing for an hour. Mm-hmm. He's gone for like the hour. Oh, oh. He comes back and he's like, it just didn't end. It just kept going, Sylvie. It was, it, it got wider, sure. But I, I don't know what was down there. I heard all kinds of shit. Oh, maybe that's where the Darrow originally came from. Because they're oh, usually yeah. deeper. Yeah. To the dark lands. Oh, no. boy. Mm-hmm. I, I think we could pretty easily get lost down there. I think we don't go that way. I only I, I kept my hand to the left, to the left wall, and stayed that way. But there were a couple branches. I, I I don't feel confident that I could get them out of here down that path. All right, they gotta walk through the the depressing yeah. room. I'm glad you were able to make it back to us. That is not a path we will take. Thank you for ruling it out. Yeah, I think we're just gonna have to have them go back the way we came. And all things considered, we can lead them out. Like, we've done a bunch of rooms in this dungeon over several episodes, but truly we've only gone, like, a few hundred feet, right? Yeah, like, it's not it's not terribly far. Right, so we could lead them out and be back in, like, 10, 15 minutes. And it might be, it might be better to, you know, if you're leading them, you can mm-hmm. keep them quiet. Yeah, like, yeah, everybody keep your eyes closed. Put your hand on the shoulder of the person in front of you. Diego will be in front because he's a big burly cat man. So people are like, oh, that makes me feel better. And then we'll like guide them out. And then we can turn right around and come back to where we where we are. Sure. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere you like you tell them to go when they leave or you kind of like go back to your homes? M- maybe uh, maybe send like the brave one to the guard. Yeah, check in with Cressida. Right. Honestly, you could you could maybe send her with one of your like you each kind of have like those badges that mark you as members of like unofficial members of the guard so you don't get messed with. You maybe send them with one of those yes. to like to get directly in with Cressida. Absolutely. Um, 
with that hour of first aid and with you providing them with some food and probably water out of your water skins and stuff, they at least seem like healthy enough that they'll be able to, you know, leave the the gray district on their own. Good. So, yeah, I, th- I think the message we would have um, uh, Tiora uh, convey to Cressida is like, hey, we fought several different types of adversaries. These are them. This is the rough layout. We'll be back shortly if you don't hear from us in a while. Like, you, we're going to need some backup. Sure. What are you thinking next? I also think the last thing that we should put on that note is have people stationed at the entrance just in case someone tries to make a run for it. Oh, that's a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, we we pinpointed the location like Tiora could probably lead you back or like, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell Tiora like, hey, you know, Cresta will probably compensate you if you lead a couple of the guards back to this spot to back us up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, then I i mean, if they're out of there, I think the next thing we have to do is we had that split. Wouldn't we just want to come back to that and go up now? I hate to say it, but I think that stitch work of flesh creature is behind that boarded up door. As much as I want to keep exploring, I i feel obligated to return all of Gakin's remains out of this place into their resting, their final resting point. If his I, arm... Yeah is behind that door. I think we need to get there. That would make sense. And it would make sense why Figgy was so uh, disgusted by the smell. Yeah, we need the whole body. Can't be missing an arm. And um, what they like to say, might as well rip the Band-Aid off. It's going to be a tough one, I think. What is a Band-Aid? You got a lot to learn about medicine, my friend. Hmm, indeed I do. It's like a small version of my healing plaster. So it's like... Not mud, but mud. Not mud, but mud. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Your innovations in your modern society continue to amaze me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we got to go for this door or this, uh, like the boarded up. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Diego, Sylvie, Figgy. Yeah, I think Diego up front makes sense for this. Yep. Diego, at the door, you can you can smell it, too. It's just the stench of death behind this door. Oh, no. There's this, like, little... It's the door, and there's, like, this little, like, 10-foot corridor that we're stacked up in that's only about five feet wide, so it's only a person to pop. Um, directly behind the door, if you were to look out from the door, is one of those, like, Darrow tables. Beck's going to climb up on the table, and then we'll be able to see over Figgy... Sylvie and Diego if Diego pops the door open and then there's a creature behind it. Sure, yeah. If you haven't drunk your tinctures that ward you against disease, I I suspect we might encounter something like that here. It could be a good time to do it. That is a good idea. And Sylvie drinks her anti-plague. Anti-plague is the one we, th- we should be doing? I think that's the one against disease, right? I think so. Anytime I anytime yeah. I come across a foul smelling area, I think, okay, could be a disease. Who knows? All right, I'll I'll drink mine. It lasts for like it lasts a lot longer than I, I think I said. It lasts like I think Antiplay does twenty four hours. But yes, then uh after we're all ready and prepared, Diego will try the door. I'm gonna need an athletics check. You this the, this is very boarded up. These are the bars, yep. Okay, so I've got a crowbar. So force open. I, I don't think a does a regular crowbar give a 
does give a plus one item bonus to a checks to force open, so I'll add that in. <laughs> 22. 22 meets beats. Oh. Okay. Uh, so we're going to use that Oof. Uh, for your initiative. As oh the door goodness. busts open, you see this amalgam of parts oh. stitched together from not only humans, but animals and like uh -huh. like just wrote roadkill and like ribs and stuff coming out of this thing. I'm going to show you a picture. It is truly a horrid token. And the the stuff in the room looks equally awful. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh there's lots more animal in there than even I thought with that description. Yeah, it's oh, like a God. vulture head with like all these like, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. One horse leg, one goat leg. You see out wing. of its beak drops Gakin's arm. Okay, it's on. And before combat starts, I need, ooh, let's see. I need everyone in a 40-foot emanation to make me a fortitude save. Once the door opens up, it almost hits you like a wall, this stench. Is this perchance against a disease? Or a poison? This is... Aura Disease Olfactory. Okay. Awesome. As far as like using the... <laughs> mm -hmm. Antiplague gives a plus two item bonus to this. Great. Oh, man. This is a real tweener. I think, I think I'm slightly below, but I'm not confident enough that I'm below to use the hero point. That's a 19. Okay, a 19. 24 from Diego. How about uh, Dakin? Oh, that's right. Does the item bonus apply to Gakin too? Uh, sure, I'll allow it. Okay, that's nice of you. Uh, and I think I'm going to need it because that is a 17. Okay. Uh, Mir got a 25, and Figgy actually got a 29. Figgy did great. Okay. Sylvie got a 26. Okay. Those of you below a 21 are sickened one. None of you critically failed. However, for everyone, while you are within the aura, you take a minus two circumstance penalty to saves against disease and to recover from the sickened condition. Okay. Okay. So offset by anti-plague. Those of you that are that succeeded are now temporarily immune for a minute. Oh, nice. Although I believe that I believe that last rider is for everyone still. You're just immune to becoming, like, sickened again by this Yeah, aura. yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to take that guy away. I probably don't need the aura anymore. All right, let me get some initiative rolls. We have Diego's at a 22 for from that athletics check. Or I guess technically, well, no, because you're the one that scouts, so. All right. Zach, what you got? We don't have the scout, do we? With no, the we don't have check? the scout. Yeah. Okay, then, uh, oh boy, that's a nine. A nine? Yeah, that's a two on the die, and I'm sickened with an already kind of bad perception. Yeah, wow. So he's up on this table, balancing, looking over, sees this disgusting bird, this cloud of filth, like, coats the party. He, like, dry heaves, and then is ready to fight, but he's way thrown off. Wow. Okay. Uh, Mir got a natural 20, so I'm at 32. Wow. Way high up there. 19 for Sylvie. Okay. So at the top of this round, 
it's mirror. Mirror, you can't see anything right now. I really can't. It's uh, not a good spot. I can't see anything, so I can't even command Figgy to do two things, right? So Mirror's gonna take a move action here, and I will have to move a total of 20 feet, and now I'm in the room and I can see everything, and I'm past Diego, Sylvie, and Figgy. Okay. It's a small room, what, 15 by 20-ish? Not big, wow. If I move though 25 feet, that actually would put me directly in front of this thing. I don't like it, but also I can get up here and immediately try to attack. I hate it, but also I can do it. So I'm gonna try that out. Okay. Let's see what I get. Oh, a three on the die. <laughs> That's a 13. Yeah, that misses. That does miss, but I'm gonna command Figgy to come up and um, he can't quite get uh, in flanking, but he'll come all the way around as far as he can to be on the, um, almost on the opposite side. And then he will reach out and uh, go to bite. Okay. 14 on the die for 23. 23 hits. Yes, yes, that's awesome, okay. And like, uh, let's see, 2d8 uh, plus three is my damage and I got 12. And now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, your figgy bites into it and like, looks like he recoils as it's like too tough for him. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. Okay. All right. Next in the order is this creature. I have high regret. <laughs> I think first it's going to attack at figgy. Okay. Dirty 30. That's a critical. Okay. Ooh. That is 28 points of damage. <laughs> I need Figgy to make a fortitude save. This is against a disease. And he is in the aura, so. Okay, fortitude save against a disease, and it'll be a minus one. It's a minus, minus two. two, yes. Okay. okay, that puts me, oh man, an eight on the die for a 17. Okay. Not great. Um, Nothing happens now. I don't like that. Oh, no. It's now going to claw at Mirror. <sighs> okay. Natural 20. You are, I've oh, got to no. be kidding me. Absolutely not, Griffin. 26 points of damage, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. This is against a disease. Uh, so I'm just normal because I had drank my anti-blood. Mm -hmm. so. All right, let's see. Oh, 18 on the die for 28. 28. Uh, again, nothing happens. Okay. And it will make its final strike at you. Oh. With a claw. 17 on the die. Oh. Uh, it's going to be another hit. It won't crit you. Okay. At least I don't think it will. No, it won't. Okay. 12 more points of damage. Oh, oh my god. I need another fortitude save. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, let's see. Four on the die. That's not good. I think I might actually use my hero point here because I'm worried about getting disease. I know it takes longer though, right? To get those. But I think I, think I don't want to be diseased. I'm going to use my hero point. Okay. Let's see what I get. 
Oh, please be. Oh, okay, 16 on the die for a 26. Okay. I feel better, but it might not be good. Yeah, uh, nothing happens. Diego, so, this creature has just eviscerated Mir and Figgy. Yeah. You see they're like bleeding and this thing's just jaws and claws are slick with their blood. It's your turn. Diego knows he has to do something. He he is sick and he feels like he wants to retch, but there's going to be time for that later. He is going to rage. He is going to move into the room um, to try to get a flank with me or let me know if this provokes. It does not. Okay. 25 feet around to get there. And he is going to try to swing down on this thing flat-footed to kind of offset some of the issues he has attacking right now. 16 on the die. Oh, yeah. 26. 26 hits. Okay. It's pretty good damage. 21 points of bludgeoning. Okay. Uh, this just feels like you're hitting a brick wall. It, like, you, you know, it, it hardly flinches. It's, it's got some sort of resistance to that damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm barely making any progress taking this thing down. It's a move and a strike and a rage. Yep, that's my turn. It's whole thing. All right. Sylvie. All right. This creature is starting to get surrounded here. So Sylvie can't tumble through and end up in a good square just with the way everyone is laid out. So she moves up. Uh, So she's within range of this creature. And then she is going to attempt a second move action to tumble through and end up, if she can stand on uh, on the opposite side to flank with Figgy. Okay. What is that that's there on the ground? Is that just like... It's like debris. Okay. So I'd say it's difficult terrain, but you're, you know... She would have enough movement. Yeah, yeah, you're good. If you can get through it. Yes. All right. Here's that acrobatics. That is a 32. All right. You got it. All right. Sylvie now is in a state of panache as she carefully twirls next to this creature. And then with her wish knife, she is going to strike out and use her finisher. Okay. That is 25. 25 hits. All right. Mm, and this is a versatile weapon, but I think I'm going to leave it as piercing. What damage did Figgy do? Was that piercing too or slashing? Let me double check. It's a great Light question. Is piercing. Oh, Sylvie would have seen that then. Can I do it as slashing since we haven't done slashing damage? You can. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do this as slashing. That is 14 points of damage. That slides through like butter. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. Good hit. Good hit. All right. Figgy will be using the claws. Yes. <laughs> Sylvie will keep slashing with this knife then. That's her whole turn. Okay. Mr. Relby, it's your turn. Vec is standing on top of the table in this other room and can see this a hybrid of corpse and vulture and goat and wing and all this nastiness stitched together being surrounded by his friends but he felt that wave of rot and disgustingness and bile wash over him and the rest of us and then he saw it attack Figgy and Mir and he points at Mir and says that small baba 
and I ain't letting her drop. <laughs> He's up on the table. He assumes this sort of, again, I'm gonna use this. I use this imagery a lot because I really love it. That like, Obi-Wan Kenobi defensive guard post where he's like, he's got the wand in his right hand and he points with his left. So he looks really cool when he's doing this. He gives mere guidance. All right. And then fires off the charge of the wand to try and keep her up because seeing her being bit over and over again by what looks like animated roadkill, like it can't be good. So you've got guidance for when you need it. And then I'm burning the wand charge just to keep you up for a little bit longer. Right down the middle there with the wand, 15 points of healing. And that was the two action heal with it. So that is going to be my entire turn. Okay, Mira, it's your turn. All right. Well, that was very helpful as a whole. Uh, I think Mira, needs to do kind of the same thing essentially on Figgy. So she is going to cast Heal Animal on Figgy. She is going to do the normally extra range version, so the two action version, uh, to get an additional eight hit points. So this will be very good. It should be two D8, actually plus 16, because this is heightened one. Okay. Uh, So that should be 22 points of healing to Figgy. Good stuff. Yes, that'll be very necessary. That'll be great. And then I have one more action remaining. Can uh, The War Razor would be slashing. Yes. Yeah, that's slashing. So I think with my last action, I'm going to attack. Let's see what I do. 19 on the die. Oh, great. <laughs> that's a 29. 29 just crits. Yes. That's so awesome. Thank God for flat-footed. All right. Um, So I will roll that damage. If um, I could. All right. Well, I will do it. We have this thing in the four-way flank. North, (laughs) south, east, west. Um, The cardinal flank, as some will call (laughs) it. I love that term. We should use that. That's really good. Let's see what that critical damage was. And because this is, by the way, a deadly D8 which is awesome. Got 18 points of slashing damage. Great yeah. job, great job. That was amazing. And now Figgy is gonna act on his own <laughs> because he is also an angry uh, little badger. He is going to attack with his claws, which are slashing damage. Would he? I don't think he would. Figgy bites. You're not commanding him and he always bites. Okay, fine, he will bite. He's just like, he's acting not commanded. So if you haven't commanded him to slash, he always starts off with a bite. Okay. 17 to hit. That doesn't hit. Okay. The creature is up and it's going to step up. And geez, I did think I was going to take Sylvie out for bypassing its DR, but then Mir just crit it. So I think I'm going to kill Mir. This thing is going berserk at this point. It's just like. <laughs> it's got tendons sliced, it's bleeding everywhere. This is going to be bad. Yeah. So that's a 35. That's a critical. With its bite. That is 36 points of damage. Yep, so I'm uh, dying too. Dying too. Mir goes down. I need a fortitude save from Mir. Okay. Yeah. 
can she choose to use the guidance on this or is that like a something that you have to be thinking of to you like actively use for for that save i don't know target chooses which role to use the bonus on before rolling yeah and i'm on yeah. the, I, I can't choose if i'm yeah yeah i think conscious. that's that's very fair so i got a 21 uh 21 nothing happens okay it's then going to bite at Sylvie. Uh, Sylvie is going to nimble dodge. Well, you might have saved yourself there. Uh, it's a, well, you probably would have been okay. 29. Uh, yeah, I mean, that hits. Yeah. That is 12 points of damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save. Okay. So fun thing about when you die in Foundry is it does take away all of your vision and you can't see anything. Oh, interesting. Um, so this is my screen. <laughs> it is, in fact, just black. <laughs> Avoid with your face in the middle. Yep. That is a 21. 21. Nothing seems to happen. Okay. That was the creature's turn. Mir, you're already before the creature, so I don't have to move you in initiative. Diego, you're up. Okay. And Mir is down. Mir is down. I really want to put this creature down. I think initially I do want to try to wretch to get rid of the second condition to see if that can improve my combat abilities. So sure. make a fortitude save. Do I get the anti-plague bonus on the save to recover retching or no? Remember that you take the penalty, uh, but I believe the... Mm. I don't know if retching like has the disease. I don't tag. It would be specific, maybe to what we're experiencing, but it. I, I mean, the it, save is a, like it's against the the state or the the effect that did it. So the effect was a disease. So okay. I think I can extrapolate to that working. Okay, those will cancel out then. Roll another plus ten. Sixteen on the die. Twenty six. Does You're that no recover? No second. Okay, nice. so we're feeling a little bit better. He is going to move around this creature. I just barely have the movement to get there. 25 feet in the flank with Mir's body on the ground next to him, bleeding out, just trying to hammer this creature down through whatever toughness it has. Okay, 14 on the die. That goes to a 25. That hits. Okay. Max on... I got the axe on the, the D12 for the 12... 6, 18, uh, plus 7, 25 points of bludgeoning. Even through the damage reduction, has DR5 had 20 hit points left. Oh, wow. So you just like slam it against the wall here, and the stitching goes kind of loose, and it crumbles, and you're out of combat. However, Mir is bleeding out on the ground. Figgy scampers over her and uh, just growls at the corpse of this thing. And he's like, you know, all his hair is up and he's just like, he almost looks like he's going to snap at one of you until he, uh, until he calms down, but he's like over her body. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Backs up on the table. He blasts off a stabilize, which I think is got 30 feet. Um, so she shouldn't be taken any further. And then he hops down and runs into the room. All right, I'm going to take care of Mia. It's going to take a moment. <sighs> that was scary. And then he's going to start healing her. Yep. Figgy, like, just like still with his teeth bared, you lower your hand to like help and he 
And he like licks you on the knuckles and steps back. I give him like the small smile, like I, I got this, but thank you. <laughs> and and then begins the process that we've seen before in between every one of these dungeons, uh, or these rooms in the dungeon of hit him with a lay on hands. Then I'm gonna need some time. But after the first one, I mean that's. 12 points of healing right off the rip. Yeah, yeah. Brings her up. Yeah, and I think Mir kind of immediately uh, takes Figgy in, in her arms and um, holds him as she, like, blinks into, like, back to life. And she's hurting, but um, she definitely, I think that that's one of the very first things she would do is, like, take Figgy in her arms. Yeah, he, like, just stops bristling once you, once you like, move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think from there we, uh, Mir would want to would start like evaluating her own wounds probably before she even does much of anything. Um, and as she's evaluating, uh, thank you, Vec. I that was uh, was terrifying. I didn't quite expect you to go running in there like you did, but I know you got some nasty licks on him before I took you down. And Figgy was a right beast after you fell too. There wasn't exactly a lot of options for me if I wanted Figgy to be up there in, in his face and usually Figgy's one attacking, but it's a tiny room. There weren't a lot of options. Yeah, speaking of Figgy, as like the adrenaline fades, he just starts vomiting like a like a sick dog that you, you know, he gave too many table scraps. He just like upends his stomach and like kind of woozily sits down and then he throws up again. And then he throws up a third time. And then he just kind of like lays with it, like whimpering with his paw, paws like over his head. Yeah. So Mir would obviously want to try to help him because that's what you would do. Like she'd probably, she would be there trying to help him before like he even, as you, you know, when your cat or dog is about to be sick and you hear or see. You're like see getting him off the like, carpet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that same thing though. Like she would already be ready. Let's, uh, let's take him out of this wretched room and away from this stench to help him. Yeah, and you make sure to grab um, Gakin's arm on your way out. And Gakin walks into the room like two minutes later. Hello. Was someone hurt? <laughs> Gakin, for the love of the gods, man. That's my arm there. Mm. <laughs> Please take that out. So I think Mir would uh, come up to one of these tables, put Viggy on the table, and she's going to try and... Uh, Try and figure out what's happening. Gakin like lays his own arm on Diego's shoulder. How are you doing? <laughs> Thankfully, I wasn't touched during that encounter, but who knows what I could have inhaled during that time. I we still need to search that room, but this is more important right now. Yeah, right? it's strange. I I do feel for what has happened to my body, but even now it feels distant to me. And he like stops joking and like sets his yeah. arm on the table. That's good because if I bury you, I hopefully you won't disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm not sure. I guess what can I do um, here? I, I I think a medicine check to see what's going on. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a ten on the die for a twenty-two. Yeah, you can tell the signs of filth fever, and honestly, you felt it yourself. Uh, a little bit when when you were you know these claws were like covered in just rotting yeah. flesh and shit and so uh, you think Figgy is is now starting he feels warm he's starting to develop 
a fever, you know that Phil fever will start to really kick in for him in about an hour. And with that, you know, he'll, he'll be sickened for a while. Then if it's not cured in another day, he'll likely be sickened and slowed. But if it reaches the fourth or fifth day, he'll likely die. So what can I do, though? So he'll get a save every day against this. Okay. And with your medicine check right now, that's a good enough medicine check to assist him on that save. Okay. Um, so I'm going to roll that into your kind of like assisting him roll because it does beat the DC. Okay. Uh, Once we leave here, we can spend time treating the disease from him, but it will take many hours to do so. All right. Uh, Figgy, are you, do you think you're able to keep going? And do you need anything right now? And he was like sniffing at your pocket. I figured he wanted some food after just upchucking everything. <laughs> you like all right, all right. Here's the worms. Here's the worms. And uh, I go into my pocket of worms. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. And pull some out. I have to make sure I don't fall too much because I, I just, that becomes well, a problem. Like a worm we did just patty. get a bag of holding we could fill with fresh soil and worms. Well, there's no Holy oxygen. Holy cow! Oh, oh sure. no. Yeah. You ruined everything. Sorry. Well, we'll put a bag of oxygen in there. Yeah, put, a, put a tank of oxygen that supplies the worms. Uh, just make sure you don't, you know, ask the bag of holding for the oxygen. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'll separate it from the worms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we obviously need to take care of that, but this is that's something that has to happen over time. So I don't know that there's much that we can do. I know there's probably a little healing that has to happen, which clearly will. But we also definitely need to check out what else was in this world walled off. Um, chamber. So Vec will go back in. That being said, I have dog shit perception, so somebody else should come in here with me and take a look around. I can at least detect magic. Yeah, Mir would like to heal just like a little bit more before she goes in and does that, because I'm sitting at 12 total health. <laughs> and that's really just not okay. Well, I guess if if Diego and Sylvie want to go in there and start looking around, Vec can hang out with the Haley gruesome twosome of, of uh, Mir and yeah, Figgy, and uh, and hit him with some uh, lay on hands as well. Yeah, those of you that entered this room uh, realized that it was once a pantry. It's in complete shambles. There's like broken crates and shelves all over the place. Uh, the foodstuffs and firewood and supplies are scattered all over the floor. Uh, this This looks like the area in the other room. So it looks like whatever, you know, like this thing is probably what tore through the alchemy lab and then was like boxed mm-hmm. into this area and shut in. I would allow an arcana or a crafting check about what the heck that was. I'll do an arcana. A dirty 20. Yeah, that was a carrion golem. Oh. Uh, a very well-made one at that, but uh, based off of the story you heard from the prisoners and and, and all of this broken stuff, you think it had gone berserk, mm. uh, which is a thing that can happen to golems, although rarely makes them basically magically unstable and they attack everything around them, uh, which is why it's presumably creators were unable to control it. Interesting. But looking around in this room, uh, the, the important thing in here was was the body part you needed. 
uh, this is just a pantry. We we see a, a notification pop up on our the quest that's pinned to our top right screen, which is body parts two of five now instead of one <laughs> of five. That sounds about right for amount of body parts. Okay. Hopefully it's not. That's a lot. I think we need to have a hard conversation right now. Do we continue on, continue exploring, or do we take some time and come back? My personal thoughts on the matter are that some of you that do not cast spells are probably right as rain with a little healing. I myself, though I'm not sure if it's a conduit through my soul or my spirit or my body, am a conduit for magic from where? I, I don't know, but what I'm able to do is quite limited, and some of my biggest hitters are gone. In fact, most of them are. I can cast my highest level spell once more per day, and then I've got some other tricks. So cantrips and focus spells. There's diminishing returns that are happening from me. If you all want to push forward, that's fine. But that is my disclaimer. I will become less and less effective the further we go. Honestly, I'm not doing that bad besides uh, the physical damage as far as my uh, mental abilities as well as generally my ability to keep fighting and exploring it's not uh i'm not too affected and my ability to heal hasn't changed i haven't even used any quick healing during combat potentially we could go further but we will eventually hit a a a point where it makes no sense to proceed would you all feel safe resting somewhere here or making your way back to the surface there is that library towards the north that we haven't explored yet but we could find a safe place somewhere to hunker down. We need to be careful if we are resting here. There are many tunnels that lead in and out of these rooms. We do not want to get attacked from behind. I agree. In fact, I'm also worried about someone leaving during the night. And that's not exactly going to fix anything either. Or I guess leaving when we're not here doesn't matter the time. If, if we rest here... What kind of risks are we putting the rest of uh, the rest of society really in danger? You watch as all of those people were taken. There's more than one way to get into this. Although, as you said, it was difficult and far. That is an entrance. Right, and I think you you guys that initially made the checks on Darrow would know if there are any Darrow left. They likely know how to get through that area if it as you described, leads deeper and darker. If you all feel confident, I am open to continuing for a little bit, but I am genuinely concerned about coming up against Lamb if he's as powerful as everyone says he is on what some say not a full tank. Oh, I didn't say I was feeling confident. I feel as though I don't have a choice. That's different. I'm worried. I think more than me is going to go down, but I don't know what options we have to keep everyone safe. The pantry that we were just in only had one entrance and exit, and it could have the door barred again. I am fine to continue with some healing, but if we need to rest, we need to rest. Yeah, again, I guess, like, out of character, is it's, for me, it doesn't matter either way. I guess I just I worry about the consequences that happen when you rest. Um, and right now we're dealing with the consequences of someone who's who is actively stealing and killing people out on the streets. 
and we would then have to be able to rest knowing that he's going to continue to go free and continue this. Yeah, I think your characters would at least kind of know, like, rest if you're going to die. Otherwise, this needs to be done in one go. Like, this guy's not going to wait for you. Right, that's the thing. He's either going to ambush you in the night and slit your throat, or he's going to leave in the night. Well, okay then. All right, it is decided. And Mm -hmm. that's that. Do I like it? No, but is it the facts? I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a path to the north, past the kind of grisly pits and jails. Um, Is that where you go? Yeah, after we do a significant amount of healing that... I assume you spend, you know... A ton of time doing that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. (laughs) I assume, at least for 10 minutes, Mira's also uh, refocusing. Yes. She needs to refocus to get her animal heal back. Mm -hmm. So... How long does Wounded stay on? Wounded stays on until you are healed to full. Okay, then I will take it off because uh, we're healing to full. We're already going into this dangerously low levels on Vec. Like, let's make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Vec's still got a highest level heal in his tank. So yeah, it's just it's that. just one though. Yeah, that's the thing. Kind of near medicine to anyone. I, yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. I feel do I do feel better knowing that I have not battle battle medicine a single person. Well, let's press forward to see what this library is all about. And making our way just up to the north. Yeah, I breaking out into a room. I, I see the bookcases there. Is there also it looks like so we we entered in from the south. It looks like there's only one other um tunnel. Oh, so you're going the east, through right? the Darrow chambers or the Darrow walk thing? Yes. Unless mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you squeeze through there, it takes like Ten minutes. Okay. You see there is a door to the east. Um, is that also a small tunnel? The door to the east? No, that is a regular size. Oh, okay, good. Otherwise, it's going to have Figgy go up and sniff the door again. Yeah. We might want to do that anyway. Yeah, that might yeah. make sense anyways. <laughs> yeah, so you see two wide freestanding bookshelves that furnish this room. Uh, the shelves are filled with row upon row of carefully arranged tomes and scrolls. Well, that certainly seems like something worth checking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's check. Uh, Vec, you detect magic. Sweet. Oh, it's magic in this room. Um, you see, kind of like resting on, um, like a little reading area, a floppy hat. A floppy hat. Mm-hmm. What can we roll to know more? Any magical tradition or? Yep. Oh boy. Okie doke. Ooh, twenty-two. Uh, 21, sorry. Natural 20. Oh, I got oh. a 27. What'd you get? 28. Dang, that's high. Only a 22. We got some good rolls here. You guys know that this is a hat of the Magi. Riven, what's that mean? Hat of the Magi, I believe it's an item bonus to Arcana, mm-hmm. and it allows you to... It allows you to cast Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. Mm. Yes, so it gives you another cantrip, and it's a item bonus to Arcana. Mm. I think this would look great on you, Sylvie. It is not quite my style, but for the benefit, it is worth it. She's going to look like a at tourist. Least I, at least I think, I think I remember you having Arcana. Or the one having mm-hmm. Arcana. Yes, that is um, her spell list is Arcana. I think you'd look a lot more like a magic student. When you place this, it's like it's almost like burlap. Yeah. You know, it's like this brown, um, again, pointed and floppy, but 
looks like a, you know, slightly pointed, like, sun hat. And when you put it on, it begins to change. Oh. Uh, Oh, no. Concern. And it becomes a bit sharper brimmed, and it darkens, becomes black. Oh, no. And then you see the same sigil that Sazzy sometimes shows off the staff with twisting scrolls just kind of burns itself into the front of the hat. You look like an evil magic student now. (laughs) I would fit right in at the academy. This could be helpful in the future. She looks like... (laughs) You know what that is, Sylvie? I've seen those before. It, uh, it turns into that potato sack looking shit when, um, if you drop out of the academy, if you fail. Yes, I've, I believe I've heard of these. You put it on and it tells you what school of the academy you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> if that, uh, Rolf Lamb was, a was an academy dropout, this is probably his hat. Oh. But it's weird that it, it reshaped itself for you. Crazy, considering the small tunnels we just went through, he probably slithered on in here. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) This must be his library, then. It's weird he didn't use that griffin door over there. (laughs) Are we sure that carrion golem's dead? I thought I saw one of the raven claws twitching on it. Yeah. (laughs) He left his pipe here. I might take a huffle puff of that. Make sure you bring Figgy along. I think he'd like that. Hmm. Well, ten points for you, Sylvie. What are you guys interested in in what is in this library? Yeah. Sylvie is now very interested in these books. Yeah, you could spend some time here making some kind of like cursory glances at the titles, maybe reading like the the summaries or even the like table of contents and stuff in some of these books. You realize that these books have a couple common themes. Many of them are about necromancy. Going beyond that, there are several more that detail crafting golems. Um, Maybe even more interesting, there are some books about diseases and famous plagues Hmm. around Galarian. You think these books together would be worth about 25 gold? So maybe if you clear this place out, you could take them and sell them. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your next move? Well, there's a door here. Eastern Passage, yeah. Let's have uh, Figgy give it a sniff. Yeah, Figgy will sniff um, at the door. Don't take him through the door. I took him at the door. I didn't see past it. Figgy sniffs at the door and again just... So he dislikes the smell? Mm-hmm. All right, it's going to be another smelly one. Get ready for more dead body parts, although that shouldn't be surprising at this point. Maybe we'll find another piece of Gaken. Maybe. Diego, I'd sure like you to take the lead, though. I'll I'll open the door and lead us in. I'll try the door. Sure. The door opens, and oh. you see quite the grisly scene in front of you, and the smell hits you, this nauseating mixture of decay and strange chemicals. You see glinting saws, pliers, long stitching needles, and other surgical equipment organized on the shelves and benches along the walls. 
Uh, there's a sturdy wooden table in the center of the room that supports this like nine foot tall humanoid shape it's stitched together from patchwork Ugh. of dozens of different bodies and looking at you from this table it's lifeless eyes just kind of staring into the room on top of this patchwork of corpses sits Gakin's head oh, oh no and I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time oh my goodness wow The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.